Hey, welcome everybody to Sunday Night Live. It is 4 o'clock here on the California coast. So for all of you back in New York City or wherever else you may be watching, uh, uh, knowing that many are in a different time zone, uh, we welcome you. It's going to be a great time. And uh, tonight I have my guest with me. You're going to be super blessed tonight. Uh, Bob Probert is here. Now I want you to think of this. Typically what we do, uh, the equivalent of this Sunday that we're here, yeah. it's an Israel weekend. We yes. celebrate Israel's birthday. Uh, some things are a little bit different this year because there are so many different things that are going on. I want to talk about Israel because we must get there. Yeah. And all Bible prophecy focuses ultimately on Israel. It's the time clock. It is. And there's a whole lot of distractions. And we're going to talk about these distractions uh, because we're reminded not to be uh, horizontally focused, but to keep vertically, vertically, vertically focused. Amen. Keeps us from horizontal panic. Uh, Bob, you want to say anything to everybody out there before we get going? Yeah, I do. Just uh, keep looking up. I've been, I really felt like the Lord spoke to my heart last week. Just what you said, people are looking at the horizontal, they're looking at the distractions, we're looking at the Pope, we're looking at Greta, what's her name? We're looking at global warming, and, and we're so concerned about these things, and that's not our main concern. Yeah. Our concern is the Lord. Amen. That's where we want to stay focused. Amen. So we're going to work through these things being reminded all along. God told us what was going to come. He told us what to look for so we would be able to stay uh, focused on Him. And since we know, we can enjoy it. Yep. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We don't have a spirit of fear, but a right. love and a sound mind. I also want to remind all of you, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, make sure that you share this program if you're on YouTube. Also make sure that you subscribe to this. It is free to subscribe. Yes. And uh, let's get going. So you ready? I'm ready. Okay. J.D. Frog, he's out of uh, Hawaii. Yes. He's a prophecy teacher. He's been teaching Bible prophecy for a long time, every Sunday like we do. Uh, J.D. has uh, become a friend of mine, and he wrote this, Bible prophecy in the scripted COVID-19 agenda. Uh, J.D. Frog explains what Bible prophecy reveals about ID 2020, uh, quantum dot tattoos. I yes. want to get up some of these things tonight. Uh, Bill Gates' global vaccination and the very planned scripted COVID-19 agenda. And he says this. This is from his message last Sunday put into script. Right. I sense that the Lord will have me to talk about how we may have very well passed the proverbial point of no return. I say that because it seems the world today has reached this critical point where there's no turning back. With evil now in full swing, I have to confess that as more information is coming out about this crisis and the evil being done under the banner of this crisis, my heart is very troubled, the point of no return. Right. Uh, would you agree with that? It seems Wait, like that. I'd, I'd say yes, it seems like that. And I'd, I'd say it's sad uh, because, again, the Scripture has told us what's going to happen, and we can't not know that God could turn this around if he wanted. We're still praying for a revival, but from all appearances, it doesn't look like it's happening. Yeah. It looks like we're sliding faster and faster. As a matter of fact, one of the articles you sent me was interesting. Uh, it's like we've got to go faster because the Pope is behind this and can rally uh, millions of Catholics and he may die soon, so we, let's <laughs> before somebody else gets in that office. He's really old. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, book of Revelation, where the Bible begins in chapter 1, yes. these things that must shortly take place, it likens to what that, that term shortly, 
likens it to the idea that the closer we get to the end, the faster, the faster this thing gonna is going go. to go. In fact, Trump used the term the other day, President Trump did, um, a, like a, a warp speed or something yes. like that to develop the vaccine. Well, and there's, a, there's a, a plan called the warp plan or something like that. I don't remember the exact term, but it was one of the articles that I read that talks about warp speed planning to get this vaccine out. And, and at, even at that, there's so much confusion of terms. Nobody knows what's going on. We've got some people saying, yeah, maybe in 18 months. And some people saying, that'll be 10 years. And then we look at the mayor of L.A. saying, I'm not opening anything until everybody's yeah. got a cure. Well, 10 years? Yeah. Will there be an economy or a country left? Right. I, I'm glad. You know, we're not far from Los Angeles. No. Neither of us We're are. affected by I'm, that. I am, but I am glad I don't live there under that. <laughs> the things are coming out of there. Michigan. Yes. has got some unbelievable things. I mean, people usually look at California and say, that's about as nuts as you can get. Right. I'm looking at a couple of things that are happening out there, and quite frankly, I'm glad we have a little bit of freedoms at yes. this point. A little bit left. I, a little, I was down in uh, Oceanside yesterday with a group of teenagers down at the beach. For those of you watching aren't sure where it is, it's a beach in San Diego. And uh, I would say one out of 99 people were wearing a mask. Yeah. And it was so nice to be in a place that had some, had some freedom. Yes, and our county has said they're not requiring masks anymore. I've seen reports by uh, sheriffs and, and uh, captains of police departments saying, look, we're not going to arrest you if you're not wearing a mask. Yeah. It's a suggestion at this point. They'll wear them, but, um, and, and there is social shaming still coming yes, in. There is. I went into a store yesterday and, and they all stared at me like I had leprosy or something because my mask was <laughs> down near my chin and I'm still... I was a good 10 feet away. I was ordering something to eat, of course, and, and uh, I said, I like that. And the girl goes, stay back, stay back. And I'm like, okay. I'm clean, I'm clean. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's crazy still. Yeah, well, it is, and things will get crazier. Well, I, I want to get into this. People, there are people who go to church. Yes. Or are used to go to church until now. Right. But there's some people who think we are in the tribulation period. Yes. You and I have both been getting those calls, you know. Yeah. And I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. What's the good news? The good news is we're not. <laughs> we're not in the tribulation. These things are preparatory. And, and the Bible says in Matthew 24, we're going to see the beginning of sorrows and the birth pangs. And these are happening. They've been happening for a while, but again, they're getting quicker. The bad news... You ain't seen nothing yet. You need to get back into the book of Revelation and see what tribulation really is. And I believe we're going to see things uh, not get better before they get worse here. And then we're going to be taken out of here before the tribulation fully yeah. comes. Yeah. We need to remember that Revelation lays out exactly what's going to happen. You started in chapter 1 with what you've seen, what John saw in 1. The things that are, the things of the churches, chapter 2 and 3. And he says, and then write down what happens after these things. We get to chapter 4, and he uses the very same language and says, after these things. After what? After the things of the church. Here we go. Yep. And the things that are going to come during the tribulation period are alarming. We hear about vaccines and yeah. uh, what is really in the vaccine that's being developed right now yes. is very startling. Uh, I've read reports that there's been experiments done with vaccines on uh, people in Africa, because nobody really pays attention yeah. to people in Africa. 
and it's alarming some of the things that have been developed, the, the things that the birth defects right. and the sickness. And wasn't it in India where young girls were being given vaccination by a, a certain um, society or, or yeah. group of people that are supporting all this stuff and they're dying, they're getting yeah. sick and uh, it's not, they don't have what they think they have. And, and plus that, these vaccines will be like tattoos, which are popular and so you can get your mark and they'll be able to track you and trace you and do a lot of other things besides just vaccinating you for a virus. Yep. We're going to get through the tattoos, yeah. the mark, the vaccine, um, and a whole lot of other things here. And also conspiracies. Yeah. Because I am told that Bible prophecy is really conspiracy. Yeah. But actually you look at the Bible and you find out Satan conspired against Adam and Eve and God. Yes. Um, in the book of Esther, Naaman conspired against the Jews. Haman, yeah. Uh, Haman, excuse yeah. me, I said Naaman, didn't yeah. I? Haman conspired against, against the Jews. You have, uh, in the book of Nehemiah, Sambal and Tobiah yes. uh, conspired against the Jews and Nehemiah. Yeah. Uh, in the New Testament, you find out uh, there were conspiracies. Uh, uh, the Roman leaders and the Jewish leaders conspired against Jesus to put him on the cross. Yes. Uh, Peter tells us that in the book of Acts. And the book of Jeremiah, too. You remember Jeremiah was the word of God and even his own people, the leaders in Israel were saying, you're nuts, we're putting you in jail. Yeah, because so. he was saying, hey, we, our government's got a problem and our religious leaders have a problem. You all need to repent and the Syrians are going to, or the uh, Babylonians are, are going to come, come in and, take and destroy you. Yeah. So they locked him up because he is speaking the truth of the word against the government and against the religious Amen. leaders. And the same thing is happening now. If you're speaking the Bible, people are saying, oh, this is a conspiracy. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, that's not relevant. You no, don't need that. Yeah. We do need pot shops and we do need abortion clinics, but prayer yeah. meetings, mm, no. Yeah, no, no prayer meetings, nothing no good. No gathering let the, to let worship the, prisoners, the Lord. Let the rapists, the murderers out of jail. And uh, let's, let's throw in the people who cut hair. Let's put them into oh, yeah, jail. Yeah. And uh, anybody who's going to preach, you got to put them away. No prayer meetings and all that. Somebody Day, they said, did you ever think you'd see the time when you would go to jail for not wearing a mask and OJ's out playing golf? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to, let's get, to, okay, let's get going with these things. So Damon Duck wrote this, uh, a few different things. I found them fascinating. I'd like you to comment. In the late 1900s, it was not unusual to hear people talking about a shadow government. Yeah. These people promoted the idea that unknown people and entities, former politicians, the military industrial complex, etc., etc., were influencing the U.S. elections and exercising a degree of control over American, America's elected officials, the appointment of judges, and more. Today, some call these unknown people and entities the deep state. Uh, those that talked about the shadow government were called conspiracy theorists. Uh, it is now obvious that some employees in the DOJ and the FBI have committed crimes because they wanted to overthrow the incoming president and keep the U.S. on the path to a world government. Yes. This is the evidence that the shadow government is a fact, not a conspiracy theory. It's my opinion, he writes, that the shadow government people that have been identified up to this point are just uh, the little fish, Strzok, Page, Comey, and there's the bigger fish that are behind all of this. And he goes on to say, uh, some, may well, uh, some of these people may mean well, some of the people who are thinking we want to have a better world may mean well, but they are enemies of God because the government they are so committed to bringing in 
will turn out to be the prophesied world government under Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. So I look at these things. We're watching things develop. Do you see this? going along with the party line and that's why they don't like him because they want a global world government. I mean back in the 60s we had people singing Uno Mundo, One World man, it takes a village. We need to get everybody on the same plane and uh, it, it's, it's coming. It's yeah. here yeah. whether you believe it or not. Now you and I both know Revelation chapter 17 yes. talks about 10 kings. Yes. They're going to give their power and authority to the Antichrist, to the right. beast. Uh, we also know from Daniel's, the, the dreams that were interpreted, right. there's a 10 kingdom that is coming. With that, I've been hearing more and more talk about making sure that through this current pandemic, using it to bring about the world, uh, to, to divide it into these 10 different sure. regions. Because areas it's the only, around the world yeah. that control different areas of the world. It's the only way to control pandemics in the future sure. and, and what there is now. And that brings us to the second thing that Damon Duck mentioned. He says, I tend to believe that current events indicate that globalists are now racing toward the new world order. And that means a global uh, government, first the 10 regions, a global um, ethic, a replacement for the religions of the world, including Christianity, with what the Bible calls mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, abominations uh, of... Uh, and abominations of the earth. Yeah. Um, and so you, you look at these different things and you see the 10 regions we just talked about, uh, a global ethic. I look at this and think, and um, so you start looking at the for how things are being formed. Yeah. And we've already got a global court, you know, and we're trying to enforce things and we've got United Nations and uh, that hasn't been as successful, I think, as they want it to be. Uh, because League of Nations didn't work. It's just a, a remake of that. But from a biblical perspective, it's not hard to see that they're doing that because the Lord has told us there will be a one world government. There will be Mystery Babylon. This is the plan of the ages that this one horrible dictator beyond anyone we've ever seen, beyond Mao, beyond Hitler, beyond Ceausescu, is going to be ruling the world. It's going to be crazy. Uh, it is. Okay. Uh, and then in here also, and this is where I think things are, where this will have so many people concerned right now. Um, a global ID number yes. to identify and track everyone on earth. Yes. You and I are hearing about that. And right. you're going, okay, uh, they want to track everybody for health purposes. It's for your safety. Yes. Uh, does that concern you? Yeah, it does. I've, I've heard this adage for years now. It says, never was a good disaster. And those yeah. are opportunities for more control. Well, if this is going on, we can use this to forward our agenda uh, to track everybody, to get everybody in line. To, to, um, I mean, how are we going to do away with money? Well, okay. have to some other kind of currency, some world currency, some way to, uh, and, and they've worked with experiments on that, like the euro, you know, countries now some are dropping out so I think there's ongoing I, I call it pushing the envelope testing mm -hmm. how far can we push people this time you know uh, before they break or before we have a war or, or they just totally rebel 
Uh, what else mm -hmm. can we do? How, how much further can we take this? How fast can we go yeah. uh, before we have to try something new? Kind of seems like an experiment. And, and we're all part of this experiment. There are certain people at the, uh, that are calling the shots, right. and they're watching. And it's in it, we're the rats. We're the guinea pigs. We're the mice. I think your mic is going out. So there's the mic that is coming up here right now. Um, hopefully everybody's been able to hear you, but I'm not so sure. Here you go. Thanks, Mike. So is it on? I think I am. You yeah, are. I am on. You okay. are on. I, I okay. mentioned to you earlier that it's been occurring to me that it's kind of like a zoo. What do you do with a zoo? You take animals, you put them in a fake environment that's similar to their original habitat, but it's the experts who are watching over them mm -hmm. who are going to feed them what they need to be fed and let them out when they need to be let out. But for the most part, they're locked down and the experts will watch them. And I think uh, there are people who, uh, they probably don't call themselves the experts. I, one of the articles I read about Dr. Fauci, he is the expert on viruses in the country. Okay, the experts are going to tell us what we need to do, and it's being locked up until they say you can come out for a while. Mm -hmm. and, and speaking of the experts, uh, Colorado governor, yes. Polis, uh, pushes back against CDC's coronavirus death counts. Uh, Colorado governor Jared Polis a Democrat pushed back against these, these death, counts, uh, death counts, including those conducted by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, days after his own state's health department acknowledged that its numbers have been inflated by including people who had the virus but died from something else. Heart attack, and, and, lung disease, yeah, cancer. This is, this is what we're hearing. Yeah, so Corona the, gets all the blame for everything. It, it, it does. You know, it, and so people are looking at this. And it appears to me people are pretty fed up. It, at this point, yes. They are. So we're not believing the experts anymore. No. Uh, so you, when you look at something like this, current pandemic, yeah. so-called pandemic, whatever you want to call it, I looked at the CDC numbers. You can go on their website. I looked at them just yesterday. And I had 2017, 18, 19, and uh, 20 for the first 17 weeks of each year. Yes. The highest death, it's, it's average deaths or, or total deaths right. per week, per year, every year for four straight years. The highest deaths per week so far were a week in 2018. Right, before this virus. Before this virus. So what in the world is really going on? Yeah. So I, I'm kind of ticked off at this stuff. And a lot of people out there are pretty ticked off at this stuff and going, well, wait a minute. Uh, so I also look at it like this, Bob. In the coming um, tribulation period, there is going to be pestilence. Oh, yes. And I'm thinking what's going to happen is people going into the tribulation period, they're not going to believe the experts. They're not, when the real pandemics really are right. hitting, they're going to say, no, we were lied to well, by we, Bill Gates. We've been through that. We've heard we've, this before. We, right. Been we've there, heard done this. that. We've been, we've locked down. We sheltered at home. Yeah. Bill Gates told us this. Fauci told us this. But we know from the book of Revelation, a quarter of the world's, pop, or world's population is going to die yes. through the first four judgments that come on the planet yes and part of that or a major part of that is the pestilence that pestilence. is coming in the future yeah yeah uh, i've read an interesting statistic statistic <laughs> learning to talk and i thought i'd share this with you uh, did you know the average age as you're looking at the uh, cdc records the average age for uh, the covid 19 death do you know what the age no. is what 78 78 have, have you looked at an insurance actuary 
for the United States lately. What's the average age of an American? 78. 78. So some so, people would say, what are we losing? What are we gaining? Well, yeah, what's really, well that's, that's what I mean. So I hear these things, and it causes me to really wonder, even the governor of Colorado saying, wait, right. time out. Yeah. Something is not right with what we are hearing. Right. And then you hear about this, um, Event 201, which yeah. I want to come back to in just a second, um, social media censorship, yep. and then the quantum dot tattoo and cryptocurrency. Have we got time for all that? <laughs> I, I'm going I'm to try it. Let, okay, let's start good. here. Let's start here. Event 201. Some of our viewers know what it was. Right. Some of our viewers don't. Event 201, I believe, took place in October, November 2019. I think so. And there's, there's, um, and there's more numbers behind that, too, on a patent for a virus that goes along with okay, that. Okay, that's right? a different one. Okay. Okay, so Event 201 is the event it was with. Oh, right. It was the one with Bill Gates and, and these others. Yes. And they said, let's suppose there's a coronavirus that takes place. Um, and set up scenarios. Set up scenarios. And that, ran the scenario to see how they would to deal the with it and handle we'll it. Yeah, okay. Right. And, and so if you follow that scenario that they put together, and you can go online and watch the videos, you'll see that they're handling this in that exact same way as they handled the scenarios of this uh, 201. Yeah. So it's working the same way. It is. It, it looks like, so since that was just recent, everything was planned out. It was scripted, and then, uh, and then let's follow through. So then we, we go to the quantum, uh, the quantum dot tattoo. There we go. And the cryptocurrency. Yeah. And, and Bill Gates is saying, oh, this is going to be fantastic. We'll be able to prove who's had the vaccine. And, and, but also this crypto dot tattoo is going to be, and cryptocurrency are going to be tied into to allowing you to buy and buy right, and sell. Right, and I, I, it just, I can't tell you. I was like, my mouth dropped open when I went into a store recently, and uh, you know, for years we've been talking about cashless society and that kind of thing. And I thought, how are they going to pull this off? How are they going to make this happen? Well, I go into the store and the and I went to pay for something, and the girl goes, "Oh, we don't take cash. It's got germs." And I thought, wow, that wasn't hard at all. No, it wasn't hard at all. That was, that was super easy to make yeah. that switch. Yeah, and, and people are going for it. Yeah, they are. So you're looking at all of these things. These are the current things. I look at you, and you're, in my mind, you're an expert on Israel. When I have an Israel question. I don't know about I, expert, but I sure do love I, it. <laughs> I, I got to call you. I, I say, hey, I need help answering this question about the nation of Israel. Yeah. And I want to get a little bit into that. Yes. So let's take our viewers back. And by the way, uh, if anybody out there has a question, you can send it to us. We will get them, and we will answer your questions. So fire off, uh, send them on in. So we'll, we'll make an attempt. We'll make an attempt. <laughs> but right now we're going to focus on Israel. That's your, uh, your gifting as a my, nation my of love. Israel. That's your love. That's your passion. Yeah. So look at nation of Israel. I remember you telling me several years ago that um, even the, the Muslims recognized Jerusalem is belonging to the Jews. There's yes, a, yes. an old guidebook, and you told me about some different things. I have a pamphlet. It comes from the 30s, and it was put out by the, the uh, people who are in charge of the Temple Mount today, and it says this was where Solomon's temple was. Uh, this was Jerusalem. This is where Solomon ruled and reigned, and David uh, now, you won't be able to find that pamphlet today. It's, it is online, and uh, 
There are copies of it available. That's one of those things people could ask for and we could give them the address to get it. But yeah, there is information that shows that that's being completely denied today. Yeah. Okay, with that, 1948, let's go back. Yes. We have the Balfour Declaration, 1917. Right. Israel's going to have all this land. Right. Uh, and then we come to 1947. UN makes a vote. Israel can have the land. Jews can have the land. Uh, it's going to be called Israel. Israel's official birth date was May 14, 1948. Right. Which was just the other day. So. Well, and they're going according to the Jewish calendar, so we had the celebration on a different day than our calendar, but yes. We go by. I go right, by May right. 14, the, yeah. 1948. Okay. Yeah. And, and Jerusalem was supposed to be an international city, uh, which didn't set well with either side, but that's the way they planned it. And immediately, the day after, Israel's at war with all the surrounding countries. And uh, they won that war. And they won again in 52, and they won again in 67, and they won again in 73, even though they were caught completely off guard and uh, a little arrogant from 67. But yeah. yeah. So back to 1947, 1948, actually. Yes. So Israel enters into this war. You have Egypt attacking. Yep. Um, you have what's turned into called the, the Palestinian refugees uh, left over. But really, you look at what happened was... Uh, was uh, Egypt, um, I believe Jordan, Jordan was part of that attack Lebanon, in 1948. Syria. Uh, Israel miraculously won that war. Yes. And, and we don't have time to go in on this whole Palestinian thing. You know, before uh, the 60s, everybody in that piece of land was Palestinian, Jew or Arab, because it was a name given by, uh, in 135, who is the emperor? Hadrian. Hadrian, 135, corrupts the name of Israel's greatest enemy, the Philistines, all right? And that name is brought back into use in 1917 by the British government under the British mandate after World War I. The, before then, it was the Turkish Ottoman Empire. Nobody was a Palestinian. But when Israel became a nation, when the, when the uh, British come back in, everybody is Palestinian. First newspaper, Palestine Post. Who ran it? was a Jewish newspaper, Palestine Philharmonic, Jewish uh, musical group, right? Uh, there was young Palestinians. This was like Boy Scouts for Israelis, you know? But that all got tweaked a little bit. And so it irritates me when people call it the land of Palestine. The Bible calls it the land of Israel right. or the land of Judah. Jews were that second part of Israel after it was divided into two kingdoms. Yeah, and then we, we, so we look at that land today and we know what's coming to the land. Yes. Um, and we have these attempts at a peace covenant for the land of Israel. But this is, you know, you've, you've done some, I think some pretty neat things with the Temple Mount and some of, some of your studies that you've done regarding the Temple Mount yeah. and the temple being there. I love walking around Jerusalem with you through the old city and it's, getting great history lessons. It's fun. But uh, I want to walk through this passage in the Bible, Isaiah chapter 28. Okay. And so we know from uh, um, Daniel chapter 9 that there's going to be this covenant that the Antichrist is going to confirm. Uh, it's the 70th week of Daniel. Right. So we know that the final seven years is specifically applied to the Jewish people. But in Isaiah chapter 28, the Bible says this. Therefore, 
uh, verse 14, hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men who rule this people who are in Jerusalem. So you start off here, Isaiah 28, verse 14, there's a time coming, this is talking about the future, right. when Israel is led by bad leaders. Yes. Right now I look at Israel. We have Netanyahu and Gantz. They're polar opposites yes. for the direction they're going. My assessment of Gantz is someone who would, uh, who's willing to sell out Israel. Um, is that... One right? of the major problems with Israelis supporting Gantz and backing him is the fact that he wants to put more, lack of a better term, Palestinians into the Knesset. And uh, most strong patriotic Israelis are like, this is a Jewish country for Jewish people. Why do we want Gentiles in our government kind of thing? And that can be radical too. We don't even want Christians coming here to visit because we're so pro Israel, the biblical nation that God established. So yeah, he's doing things that people don't like because they're not biblical at all. Um, that's where a lot of these politicians get in trouble with land for peace, land for peace. They keep doing it, but it never works. The only way we're really going to get peace is what the scripture tells us, when the prince of peace comes to Amen. rule and reign. So you read in, in Psalm 122, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Amen. Really what you're praying for is the Messiah to Exactly. Return. He is the peace. Yeah. And that, by the way, is not just something we read. and It's not a suggestion. It is a command yeah. to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We're praying for the Lord to come and establish his kingdom. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. Yeah. You know? not, not only is it a command, it's also a prayer request from God, Amen. from God our Father, yeah. to pray for his city. Yeah. Uh, it's remarkable. Okay, as we continue through Isaiah 28, verse 14, okay. there's uh, wicked rulers in Jerusalem, and God says this, because you have said, this is to the wicked rulers in Jerusalem, right. because you have said we have made a covenant with death, and with Shul we are in agreement. When the overflowing scourge passes through, it will not come on us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood we have hidden ourselves. So what this says is the leaders of Jerusalem enter into a covenant with the devil himself right. to avoid a scorch, something that's threatening Israel right. and the Jews in Jerusalem. If you enter into this covenant, you can avoid this. And I look at this and I go, this is wild. But we look yeah. at the environment today, and you can see the direction that all this is headed, especially when the, the, the big announcement today for with, with COVID-19 is, is for your safety. So that's ultimately <laughs> what this says, yeah. this covenant. This yeah. is for your safety, for you Jews. Wasn't that the same thing Hitler used with the Nazis? In a, in a large way, yeah. Um, what Isaiah is telling these people is you are fooling yourself. And there's a lot of people doing that today. I, I was sharing with you earlier, I'm, I'm getting tired of driving down the freeway and all the freeway signs are saying, stay safe, yeah. stay at home, stay safe, save lives. And, and people greet each other now with this too. Well, Tom, I'll see you later, stay safe, okay? That is not in our nature. We are not safe people. If I wanted to stay safe, I, I wouldn't come out of my house. I wouldn't drive cars. I wouldn't fly in airplanes. I wouldn't play sports. I wouldn't ride bicycles. I wouldn't get married. I wouldn't have kids. There's a whole bunch of things that I wouldn't do if I was meant to stay safe. And why do we take these risks? Because we know deep down inside that we're all going to die. 
Mm-hmm. And, and staying home doesn't save lives. Those who are going to live, God is going to allow to live. Those who are not going to live, I don't care if you're locked up in a padded cell where nothing can get to you. Mm-hmm. When it's your time, when God says this is the appointed day, you're going to die. So stay safe. Unless you're safe in the Lord, you're not yeah. safe. Here's something that troubles me. So as I've been a Christian for 32 years. Um, and I look and go, okay, I've taught for a number of those, a large number of those years. Right. Um, and in that, you know, as a pastor, I've told people, I've covered many passages in the Bible, you've got to have faith in God. Right. Uh, David and Goliath, you've got listen, God will defeat your giants. And, yes. And that kind of theme is throughout the Bible as God is telling us to have faith. Suddenly, it seems like churches are folding yeah. in, in the sense of saying, well, I'm not going to, no, we're just going to trust in the government and these things. And I'm going, shouldn't this be the time to move forward? Here's what else bugs me. I'll comment on this. You can go to Home Depot, Costco, <laughs> any grocery store, and touch every single product. Yes. The next person can be right behind you touching them, and another right. person touching them. Another. It's like the way these things are presented. Well, the virus doesn't go inside the Home Depot. Right. It only. It, but it comes inside they churches. Come, churches. If a person comes into a church, the virus is there. Virus comes from churches, and the only thing worse is mothers trying to go on a picnic with their children. It's you know, like, or somebody getting evil. a haircut. Yeah. Apparently, that's did really I send bad you that too. thing last week? It said uh, since 500 people are allowed in Home Depot. We're holding church and plumbing next yeah, week it's all, because it's, all it's okay there. there. Yeah, it's, it's so strange. Yeah, uh, the virus doesn't cross certain county lines, I guess. Well, and um, like I mentioned earlier, it's it's okay for pot shops. It's okay for abortions. Someone suggested, what if abortions aren't necessary? Would we have a bumper crop of babies in November that maybe yeah. would give us a greater population than those that might be lost? And perhaps this is yeah. just a part of how God does things with life yeah there's always somebody dying but there's always somebody new coming in there is I, I some of these things are very alarming to me and and i think one of the things that really bothers me bob is when i think of abortion is so few churches have cried out about the abortion cause right but they are crying out about covid19 and you better not meet well because I, that's affecting me i well that's very troubling to me yeah it is that a church won't stand up for the life of an unborn child but tells you, tells me as a pastor, yeah. it, social shaming me if I want to meet, which our church has met. Yeah. And, I, and, and I'm, I'm troubled by that. I'll tell you what else I look at in the Bible, um, in Romans chapter 1, where, the, where God says uh, they, they uh, worship the creation rather than the creator. We yep. see that with, oh, with, um, with all the climate laws that are coming. I'm telling you, they are coming the climate laws, and they're going to be the binding thing that ultimately brings in the new world order. But also, God, when, when he talks about men lying with men and women with women, God says, I, I, will, I gave them over, he, or he gave them over. Yep. What, that, uh, what that tells me is when the society has been given over to that, God has already judged that, that nation. It is part of what has happened. So when we look at transgenderism and all these wild things, We've already been given over to judgment. Yeah. And so I see these things that are happening. Why are churches still, why are pastors still not crying out about abortion? Uh, I, that makes no sense. No, they're afraid. They're afraid of the public consensus. They're 
afraid of backlash. They're afraid of losing their um, nonprofit status. They're afraid of being taxed. They're afraid of being put in jail. And, and that may be what brings a revival. One, one of the good things to know, and by the way, I'm not, I'm not morbid or anything about people dying. I, I don't want people to die, but I know that the Lord says it's going to happen. But one of the good things about this kind of thing where a nation is judged, like Israel was judged and they went into captivity, there were still believers, strong believers. Daniel was a part of that, and God used him mightily in the Babylonian kingdom. Ezekiel, same thing, among the population of Jews in the Babylonian kingdom. Jeremiah, still being used in Israel, even though they put him in prison. God was still using him as his mouthpiece there. And I believe God still has believers in this country that even though there are things that have brought shame and, uh, like you said, judgment, that's coming upon us, just because it doesn't come today doesn't mean it's not coming, uh, but that judgment is coming, but there are still those that God wants to use to share the truth of the gospel, to get out the good news, to get out the word. And you know, it may be costly for you, just as it has been for believers in China or Cuba or other places in the world, North Korea, uh, because they love the Lord and want to share that truth and there are people who are bent on stopping that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, when we think of people who give their life for uh, their faith in the Lord, the Bible says they did not love their life unto death. Right. They were willing to die for Christ, to live for, uh, as Christ, to die as gain. Yes. They recognize what the Apostle Paul said. I'm getting a lot of questions that are coming in. Oh, okay. But I haven't finished this Isaiah 28 part yet. Yeah. So uh, the, 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 at this time in the future, there's going to be bad leaders in Jerusalem. They enter into a covenant with the devil to keep uh, the people from a scourge that's coming their way, to keep them safe. And then God says this, your covenant with death will be annulled. I think of uh, 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 Daniel chapter 9, where at the midpoint of the covenant, um, the Antichrist breaks that covenant and, and he wreaks his havoc on the Jewish people. And your agreement with Shul will not stand when the overflowing scourge passes through, then you'll be trampled down by it. As often as it goes out, it will take you. For morning by morning, it will pass over. And by day and by night, it will be a terror just to understand the report. Wow. Um, you know, you look at that, I think of the time of Jacob's trouble. You said earlier um, that we have no idea what the tribulation is going to be. Compared to what it is now, this is not it. No. Uh, we're going to get through this. People are realizing what the real numbers are and aren't on this. Yeah. And they're, the people are pretty fed up on the right and on the left. Yes. They're looking going, no, no, no. They're pushing back on this. Right. So I want to answer some more questions that have been coming in. Okay. Um, and there are a lot. So I've got to have to uh, get through these. Um, let's see. I've got, I've got an awful lot here. Um, uh, so, here it is. Ready? Okay. So, uh, this is from Sean. Uh, some churches do not believe in the rapture. Your take on it. <laughs> well, my There's take is the, the word rapture is not in the Bible, but... The English word. Right. The English word is not there. But the, uh, the scriptures are there, and uh, we know that the Lord is going to meet the church in the air. And that's the difference between the rapture and the second coming. He, he is coming back with the church, but we're going to meet him in the air before the seven-year period. I tend to look a lot at types and figures in the scripture. 
because when people try to change the scripture, God's still got the whole story laid in there so that you can find the truth. And if you look at the Jewish wedding, for instance, uh, the groom comes to the bride's house, pays a price for the bride, leaves to go and prepare a place for her, will make a speech, and then when his father says go, he doesn't know the hour of the day, when the father says go, he goes and grabs his bride, he steals his bride. And that's a picture that's been in Jewish homes for hundreds and hundreds of years, and that's the same picture. Our bridegroom, Jesus Christ, is coming to steal us away. And uh, maybe you don't see the word, maybe you don't believe it because that's what you've been taught. Well, uh, God bless you. I think you're going to be surprised yeah. when we all meet the Lord together in the yeah. air. It's the definitely in Scripture. Yeah. The rapture is in the Bible. First Thessalonians chapter 4, sure. uh, those who are alive and remain will be caught up together yep. to meet the Lord in the air. Yeah. And that term caught up, Greek word harpazo, right. translated into uh, the Latin uh, ends up from rapturus, gives us our English word rapture. Yeah. So the English word isn't there, but the rapture is, is there in, in, the scripture. in the scripture, and it's taught in the scripture. Yes. And when people say it's not taught, uh, that's, that's simply not true. And, and in type again, too, uh, one of my favorite passages, Daniel chapter 3, you remember seven or uh, three Hebrew children are thrown into a fire seven times hotter than it should be. I mean, that's Israel being tossed into the uh, tribulation. Where's Daniel in all this? Daniel's gone. He's missing. Daniel's gone. He's missing, yeah. right? Yeah. He is a picture of the church. He's been taken out of there. Noah, raised up above God's wrath and judgment upon the earth, lifted up. So the pictures are there. The scriptures are there. Uh, I would say keep reading your Bible. Yeah. would also recommend uh, Walford's book, The Rapture yeah. Question. Yeah. The rapture is in the Bible. There's a lot more pushback against the rapture right now. Sure. But Second Peter chapter 3, the Bible tells us that in the last days scoffers will come saying, where's the promise of his coming? Our fathers told us yeah, these things. Yeah, my, my grandmother used to tell me yeah. this. My grandmother told me we're going to be out of here. And why aren't we gone? I remember when the pastor used to say that. The implication from Second Peter is that it is, it is Christians yeah. who are, or, excuse me, churchgoers who are saying, this is a bunch of hogwash. Right. And that is the most pushback I'm getting from people now. Yeah. Uh, are people that are from other churches. Okay. A lot more questions. Okay. Um, this one comes from someone named Jackie. How close are, is Israel to the, start building the temple? I could probably guess along with you. Um, walk everybody through. Bob, you've, you've walked me through this. Sure. Uh, the Temple Mount Institute. Right. Um, and all the, the instruments being built and the plans. and not, not just the instruments, but like you said, they have blueprints, uh, including things that are modern, like electrical plans, plumbing plans, all those kinds of things. They've built all the furniture except for one piece, and that's the Ark of the Covenant. Now, we've, we've gone to the Temple Mount Institute. We've asked them if they know where the Ark is. I've been told by the same rabbi there that, yes, we do, and when it's time, we'll get it. And then I've been told again, eh, we have a good idea. And, and, and then yeah. again, a few years ago, they started doing sacrifices on the Temple Mount, not on the Temple Mount area that's controlled by the Muslims, but on that mountain there. And uh, we asked them, are you the guys doing this? And they said, yes. And I said, why are you making sacrifices? You don't have a temple. You don't have an altar. He said, we need the young men to practice. Yeah. We need them to know how to make a sacrifice because that time is soon. So we've already made their robes fit to them. 
We've got the tools. Now they need to know how to do this. And I yeah. said, what are you doing with the sacrifice? What are you doing with the, the animal? They said, we give it to the poor. So practice run. Yeah, they think they're ready. Practice run. Hey, I want to remind everybody to also make sure that you, uh, that you subscribe to this channel. But right now, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, uh, share this video. We don't have a lot of time left, actually. Yeah. We've already been 45 minutes into oh this. Oh, my. Uh, that time's gone by fast. Here's another question. Uh, I'm not sure um, if exactly what this person means. Maybe you do. Will the church see what the tribulation will look like? Um, I, 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 maybe they're asking, are I, we going to go through the first I part of it? I think that's, yeah. Well, I, think, I think we're getting a look right now of what tribulation can be, and it's going to get worse. I mean, uh, we're a, a fortunate country. We have... A lot of resources but look at somebody like India uh, they're not gonna have any food pretty soon a lot more people than any virus are gonna die from lack of food or lack of sanitation and things like that so we may be getting a peak but the real uh, we're not gonna be here for what really happens starting in chapter 4 right in fact let me read this first uh, Thessalonians chapter 4 after Paul says those who are alive and remain will be caught up together to right. meet the Lord in the air he then writes this, therefore comfort one another with these words. Right. Then, I mean, that's comforting. What kind of it, comfort it would it is. be if Paul is saying, you're going to go through that yeah, tribulation? You're going to face some horrific things. It's going to be horrible. Yeah. So comfort yourselves with that, you well, know. And here's the argument that, that people ch challenge me on. It doesn't work, but this is what they say. Well, w we need to go through tribulation. We need to go through suffering. We need to go through perilous times because we don't do it and they do everywhere else in the world we don't as americans da, 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 da. The, the problem is misunderstanding jesus says if you love me you will suffer sure. you will be persecuted we will go in this world you'll you will have, have tribulation. tribulation that's a promise of god right but not the tribulation no that's the, the time of jacob's jacob's trouble, trouble. yeah will you explain to everybody what that means jacob's trouble is a term that says the jews are going to go through this why would the jews go through this the same reason that israel was destroyed as a nation in 70 a.d because of their disobedience to god and god is going to save jews he said so a third of them will be saved there's going to be those that are uh, evangelists, the 144,000 during the tribulation, and they'll have God's hand of protection. They'll have their own mark, God's hand of protection upon them, and nothing can touch them until God is through with them. I believe the same is true for us, too, that until God is through with me, nobody can kill me. Yeah, amen. First Thessalonians, after he says, comfort one another with these words, yeah. then goes on to say this, but concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, because he had written to them previously sure. about this, or spoke to them previously about it, I should say. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord succumbs as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day will not overtake you as a thief. You are sons of the light and sons of the day, we are not of night or of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us uh, who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. And he's talking about sober-minded about the scriptures right. predominantly. And then he says, for God did not appoint us to wrath. 
Right. And that's what he's talking, in this context, he's talking about the wrath of the tribulation, the tribulation. The judgment of God sin. coming yeah. upon the earth. That's what he's talking about yeah. here. God and and that is not for us, as it wasn't for Noah, as it wasn't for Daniel. We are going to be removed. Yeah. I've looked at Noah and Daniel, uh, Noah a little bit different than you have. Daniel, I've looked the same way. Yeah. With Noah, I look at Enoch being a type of the church that's raptured, right, raptured, and Noah a type of the Jews who are going through the tribulation, but that God saved okay. uh, during the trip. That's my own take on it. I can it. go with that. And, and, <laughs> you know, you know me, you've known me for a long time, Bob. Here's, here's the thing, Tom. We can have a lot of takes on prophecy. We're not going to know for sure until it happens. But the thing that we do know is the most important thing is salvation. You need to give your life to Jesus Christ no matter what. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yes, yes, you do. And you also know this, that if I say something, I always think I'm right no matter what. Sure. But there are times when I have to Most call you Most pastors I know say that. <laughs> they believe they're right. Okay. But Here's, God uses the foolish things the world can found the wise. So there we are. Amen. We've actually gone a little bit over. Let's keep going. Okay. All right. I sure. hope people online good. are good with that. Just a few more. Are Christians who are backslidden at the time of the rapture going to be left behind? There's a question called partial rapture. So I've, I've given my life to the Lord. I serve the Lord. I messed up. I fell. No, there's nothing in Scripture that indicates that. If you belong to Jesus, he's taking his own to be with him. Amen. Yep. Amen. Um, and we are saved by grace. Through faith. Through faith. Not I, of works. You know, yeah. I, I think the problem is this. There's a lot of people who went to church, and, but they were never saved. Right. And so the question is, so-and-so used to go to church. They haven't been to church in 20 years. Are they saved? Are they? Well, we don't know. God yeah, I God don't. Yeah. He's the one that knows. It's, Salvation belongs yeah. to the Lord. And, and here's the thing. I see so many people in these situations doing It's like, how far away from the shepherd can I get and still be a part of the flock? You, you know, that's crazy. Stay yeah. close to the shepherd. He's the one that wants to guide and protect and comfort and heal. He's the one that's going to take care of you. Don't go wandering off somewhere and think you're going to be okay. I wouldn't take that chance. Uh, me neither. Here's another question about the two witnesses. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some say Enoch and Elijah. Others say Elijah and Moses. Yeah. Um, can you explain why Enoch would never be... Uh, I'm not sure of the whole question. I don't understand the whole thing. Okay. I think they want to know why not Enoch because Enoch was caught up. Right. But people are saying Elijah and Moses. Elijah was caught up. Moses wasn't. So right. why? And so know. they would say uh, Enoch because it's appointed for man once to die. Enoch didn't die and neither did Elijah. So these two have yeah. to lay down their lives. So that's why they put the two of them in there. Before you go there, let me, I got I to gotta, I gotta back up a second okay. and explain this. Because you and I both know what we're talking about. Right. But this whole question is based on Revelation chapter 11, where the Bible tells us that there's two witnesses right. uh, that are going to be in Jerusalem proclaiming the truth of the gospel, that the Antichrist is, uh, nobody's going to be able to shut them up. They're going to be preaching the gospel for three and a half years. Antichrist is going to rise to power. He's the one that's going to be able to take out these two prophets. And they're going to lay dead in the street for, for uh, three, three days. days. And then all of the world's going to be rejoicing. All of a sudden, giving the whole world. Giving presents to each other. Giving presents to each other like Christmas. All of a sudden, the whole world will witness these two prophets raised Rise from up. the dead. So with that as an understanding, uh, some say it's Moses and Elijah. Some say Enoch yeah. and Elijah. Thank you. And, and it's controversy that nobody can prove. It's going to be 
we'll be watching from heaven, yeah. or at least we'll be informed. Yeah. Uh, but isn't it amazing that this is a prophecy that is so ancient, and yet who had technology at that time so that the entire world could watch these two guys rise from the dead? Today, we've got it. Yeah. We can do that. Well, here, here's something I think is fascinating. You speak of technology. I have a few more questions I really want okay. to get through okay. before we're done. Think of technology. We have, uh, we're going to talk about the patent number. Right. I, I find that fascinating. It is incredible. That is for the, the quantum dot tattoo yeah. and cryptocurrency. What's that patent number? W O 2020 Yeah, 2020-06-06-06. Yeah. Yeah, you, you look at it, you go, well, that's interesting. Then uh, the House resolution last week that was passed, six, six, HR 6666, six, six, yeah. which is all about tracking and tracing. Yeah. Um, I, I find these things interesting. But you look, what's taking place is the super rich like Bill Gates that are developing these plans. Yeah. Now, if we think about this, you talked about Revelation 11, the whole world being able to witness. We had to have a time where the whole world could witness. Right. Um, it's like God had to make super billionaires. Think of this. He had to create a time in the end where there are these super billionaires, not just millionaires or billionaires, but super billionaires like Bill Gates who are willing to take their own money, pour it into these three things to be able to develop the very systems that we have because they needed to be developed for the last days. Right. It never would have happened before. And, and whether they know it or not, yeah, right. they're part of God's plan. The, they are part of God's plan. Even, even if it was deliberate that the 666 numbers right. were picked, house resolution and that patent number were yeah. deliberately picked to mock Christians, even in that is God's sovereignty. Amen. Amen. It, yeah. Uh, um, okay. Along those, uh, along these lines, um, another question came in, and I can't remember what it was, so I'm going to have to look at okay. it. Okay. But it was along these same these same lines. Oh, you had mentioned um, the possibility of looking down from heaven. The question came in: Can somebody during the tribulation period, we're raptured up in heaven, right. look down and see what's happening down on earth? What do you um, think? I. I think that may be a possibility, but again, that's something that's disputed theologically. Um, I think personally, I really don't want to look down and see people that I know suffering. Uh, I really want to enjoy being in the Lord's presence. I think I want to be like Mary sitting at his feet. Uh, we uh, read in Hebrews, the great cloud of witnesses, and people will say, well, that's people looking down from heaven and seeing uh, what you're going through and what you're doing. And so there's debate on both sides of that issue. Mm -hmm. So we can't say positively, yes, this is what happens. I can't be that dogmatic about right. it. But we can see that right. there is a possibility. Well, in Revelation chapter 6, yeah. we have the fifth seal. And you and I have talked about this before. Uh, and I don't know if this is why this person had this question, but I'll read it to help form the context sure. a little bit more. Uh, when the Lord opened the fifth seal, this is after the first four horsemen of the apocalypse, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for their testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? And then a white robe was, robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who would be killed as they were was completed. Yeah. What it implies there is they're able to look at earth 
and say, wow, they're still being slaughtered yeah. uh, in, for your name, Lord. So I don't know. It or appears, at the very least, they've been informed of that. They, they've so been they informed, know what's yeah. going on on the earth, yeah. whether they can see it or not. Yeah. And they know that, hang on, justice is coming. Yeah, and if us knowing the word, we go to heaven, we're going to be well acquainted yeah. with what's happening here. Okay, uh, the vaccination that's being talked about yeah. right now. I hear that in this vaccination, uh, in fact, somebody else did comment and confirm what we were talking about, about these people in Africa that have been experimented with, with the vaccines, yeah. uh, Bill Gates' money behind it. Yep. Um, uh, so we look at these vaccines, these people have been deformed by them, they've died from them and so forth. Paralyzed. Um, I have read all kinds of things are being planned right now. Now this is just what's coming out. We don't, we don't know for sure. We may never know for sure, but uh, there's possibility uh, HIV is going to be part of the vaccine, along with all a lot of different viruses that a vaccine, you're actually infected with that to, thing, right? So that you can build immunity against it. Right. So you start thinking, you got all these things floating around your body. Yeah. And so I want to think of this. Revelation chapter 9, the Bible tells us that those who do not receive the mark that are not marked with the Lord, uh, don't have the image of the Lord marked on them. Right. Uh, that they are going to be tormented for five months, but they're not going to be able to die. Right. Right. I wonder if that's related to the vaccine. But that is scary. It is scary. Here's this. This is Revelation chapter 16, verse 2. And this definitely appears to have something to do with the mark that we are given. So the first, uh, uh, Revelation chapter 16, verse 1. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, go and pour out the bowls of the wrath of God on the earth. So the first went and poured out his bowl upon the earth, and a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshiped the image. So I think we're told this whole thing now is for medical reasons. Yeah. You've got to receive this vaccine that's associated with those this mark that's associated with the cryptocurrency where you can't buy or sell. And here we're told whatever it is that's associated with this mark causes bodies to be broken out with this disease. Right. Revelation chapter 16, verse 2. Yeah, and there are those who actually believe that uh, this will change your DNA and you won't be the same yeah. person. And that's why you cannot. It, it's the point of no return. You yeah. can't go back. You take the mark, you're done. You've sealed your fate. So there's a lot of Bible prophecy uh, teachers that are saying that of, right now. Yeah, a lot of controversy on it, a lot of talk about it. And again, it's like everything that's going on right now. Who's telling the truth? What's real? Yeah, well, we do know the Bible is real. It, that's one more right. bit that's of, our one solid foundation. Without that, you got nothing. Yeah, I would say one more bit of, uh, I'm still getting questions, but one more <laughs> bit of fake news. Uh, this is, yeah, we've been hearing about global warming. Yes. Now this, here's this article, right? I love it. The sun has entered a lockdown period. Right. I guess shelter at home for the sun. A lockdown period called a solar minimum, which astronomers fear could lead to brutal cold, famine, and volcanic eruptions. Experts believe we are about to enter the deepest period of sunshine recession ever recorded as sunspots have virtually disappeared. Right. Wow. This will be brutal cold, crop loss, famine, powerful volcanic eruptions, brutal cold. So, and, and this so happened in the 1800s. Yeah, it did. It actually gives dates. Right. 
And there's only been one day, and they say it's due to sunspots. The less sunspots, the more cold it'll be. And there's only one day that's been worse than the sunspot count then. And it was last year. Is that right? Yeah. Fascinating. Incredible. We live in fascinating days. Listen, I, I know I have more <laughs> questions, but um, it's 5 o'clock, so um, it's, it, it's, it's been an hour. Uh, want, things are more? going faster, aren't they? You want, you, they are going faster. <laughs> uh, you know, we've probably got time for one more question. Okay. Um, so I want to deal with this conspiracy problem, yeah. all right? Um, just, let's just deal with this. Instead of the online questions, we want to deal with this. Sure. Um, I'm being accused, anybody teaching Bible prophecy right now is being accused of being conspiracy-minded. Right. Uh, you need to be quiet and just go along with what the government is telling us. But let me walk through this. So uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Sam Ballot and Tobiah. They had a conspiracy against Nehemiah. These conspiracies are against God and his people. When the prophets talked about uh, the conspiracies, they were conspiracies against God and uh, his people. In Psalm 2, and I want to close with this Why thought. Why do the heathen rage? Why do, in fact, I'm going to read this. We'll close with your comments on this, and, um, and we'll wrap it up here. Psalm 2 says this. I'll get there. Um, Why do the nations rage and the people plot or conspire? A conspiracy, a vain thing. Yeah. The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together, against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. This is what we do with Bible prophecy. We say this is what is going on. The Bible tells us these things, and this is what God says. They conspire against the Lord right. and against his anointed, and God says he will sit in the heavens and laugh, laugh at and them. the Lord will hold them in derision. Confuse them. It confuse them. And that is what we see going on right now. Is Yes. Amen. Yeah, very confusing. Amen. And, and that's why I was telling you earlier, I said, where we look makes all the difference in the world. If I'm looking at the Lord, I can actually look at some of these things and enjoy them because God already told me they're happening. You may as well enjoy the ride. Amen. You know? Amen. Thank you very much for being with us tonight, Thanks Bob. Thanks for letting me come, Tom. Amen. It's been great. Hey, listen, again, I want to remind you to subscribe and also share this with your friends. Listen, next Sunday, 4 o'clock Pacific time, it's going to be live. We have a special guest next week. Uh, Don Stewart is going to be with me. It's great. Uh, he's one of the regulars here. However, he's everywhere now, so it's been really hard to get him back here. That's going to be 4 p.m. It's going to be live. It's going to be terrific. With that, Thank you very much. God bless. Uh, and if we aren't raptured between now and next Sunday, see you then. <laughs> Amen. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.